The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? All right. We are live on the podcast. Had some technical difficulties. Um, for those of you that didn't get to watch the, I don't know, minute before we started going live. And if you guys know us at all, you're going to know who these two idiots are. Um, we've been trying to do interviews with these guys for three episodes of Hunting Habit for, I don't know, a month. They de- give or take a day. They decided to finally quit taking naps and come up here and do it. So um, Finally got a rain Finally today. got something decent enough for us to come mess with. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we thought. And then we get right, here. And, and then trash. we get here and then... Technical difficulties. Yeah. Well, we couldn't get we couldn't get OBX to, to work today. It would not switch from our countdown to our intro to the live camera. So we're just going straight live. And I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah I know. I've had that happen a lot in my house. <laughs> right. At least once a week. There was yeah. just one time in college my OBX got lost. <laughs> I remember. There I was. I remember yeah, helping there I was. For it. Don't lie. You no never OBX. went to college. OBX yeah. was. I showed up once. <laughs> showed up. My OBX got lost. Showed up, blowed up. So, anyway, so y'all have never had these kind of technical difficulties. No. Right. Um, but Luckily, we're here. We're here. To fix we helped it. y'all work through it. Right. And now let's uh let's podcast. And first and foremost, That's uh, we need not, to get must a, be the old one. Clay, can we get an official time? Oh, here? it just went out again. It's the live one. Y'all screwed it up. Guys, I'm sorry. We're America. Just, we're sorry. We're just going to end the stream. We're going to go straight uh, audio podcast. So, I don't this know. Understand. This is, I don't terrible. understand it. We'll figure this I'm out leaving. later. Screw this. <laughs> We'll figure this out later. I have no idea why it's doing this. When you get a minute, can you put some bass in my headphones? <laughs> I got you. I got you. You want me to turn you up, John? What are you for? Let me give you a little not enough. No, that's a little too much. Too much? A little too much. Coming down? That's, that's better? Go. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, I have no idea why the live stream keeps cutting out. It's really, really annoying. But uh, maybe our, I think our uh, – I think our – encoder might be going out that's the only thing i can figure because everything's got power everything works and everything's always works so anyway so we're going to do a podcast without the video element chuck looks sad now i'm just let down like <laughs> right you know really <laughs> saves us on our end though <laughs> yeah it does right. it really right. makes yeah. it right. a lot easier well, for I mean, us that's what y'all are known for is good audio yeah, yeah. well it. now it's not live john so if you do have a slip up we can we can fix it i'm telling you i'm on <laughs> <laughs> he's clean. He's clean. He's rehabilitated. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Rehabilitated. I've been, so I've been clean all day. Like I said, any of y'all that have followed uh, Redneck Tech or Copeland Creative at all, you know Chuck and John. We've been working with them for fifty-eight how, years. It feels like, like it. Yeah. Since no, tw- no kidding. What? Not that. What, what was the first year of the habit? What was the first year? Mm. I met you during Ironman bow fishing oh, days. Yeah, I think it's been like nine years. No kidding. Yeah, about, about eight together with y'all. Eight or nine yeah. years. <clears throat> Feels like fifty-two, like Chuck said. Yeah, um, or a hundred. So uh, we've gotten to go and do 
a lot of stuff together, getting to see and go to some crazy places, get to, you know, we have, if there's ever been a show or a group of guys that can figure out how to create content with virtually no money, these are the guys that have done it and are continuing to do it pretty well, much. You know, we've always had that motto of it doesn't take money to have fun. No. And we live by that. Yeah. yeah. Every so, day. You know. So sadly, I, it's true. Um, <laughs> if any of you out there sadly, would like to we know are how to do that, this, keeping that tradition five ninety five to eighty seven fifty two Georgia Highway one twenty, Buckingham Georgia three zero one one three. Carry your boy Chuck Belmore. Venmo, holla. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't already figured it out, Chuck and John have known each other for well, y'all are both a hundred. So what, ninety yeah, years? At least ninety five. So, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you. Well, I really don't want to say, but. It's been since the 1980s. Yeah. It's been a long <laughs> Late time. Late 80s. 88. Sure. Yeah. 88. 88, 89, somewhere yeah. in that range. So like was, we're talking about I the Bush administration. born yeah. in 86. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to listen when grown folks talk. Yeah. Exactly. Respect your elders first exactly. and foremost. Son. That's what we always try to tell you and Ryer and Clay. Listen when we're talking to y'all. We've been there, done Seen that. It. I can't exactly. afford Seen you it. when you talk. Like, Just like because said, we're poor don't mean we're stupid. Right. <laughs> listen to we us. We didn't make it this far by dumb luck. Right. Now, these good looks got me in a lot of places. There you go. One, I'm still working at 47. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your looks got, a, got right. about as many places as my physique. Exactly. <laughs> and, again, that address is 8752 Georgia Highway 125. I'll show you how to make it on up. He just wants someone to roll up to the crib. Yeah, and don't. also, no, people don't know to come to my house. <laughs> I can't. Don't go to Chuck's house hey, unannounced. Clay, true story, speaking of that. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, uh, I was out of town. I was in South Dakota, Max, uh, at the uh, World Boat Fishing Championship. I get like three messages. Hey, man, are you okay? I've seen about that stuff on the news and just checking in on you. I'm like, what? What's going on? Dude in the same community I live in went crazy. His wife caught him cheating on him. He goes crazy, starts shooting at her and the kids, and ends up killing himself in the house. Well, I don't know whether to be flattered or embarrassed, but a lot of my friends found out it was in Drakedown, and they thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> they said, man, some crazy dude's out there shooting at the cops. Then shot at his wife and kids, ran everybody off. Must be Belmore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they text Gotta me, hey, Belmore. man, you okay? I'm like, gum, man, I don't know if I'll be happy or sad. It's a That's pretty a small town, so, I mean, yeah, crazy people with lots of guns. I mean, per capita. Well, think there they be thought that the governor there. done snapped. Right. You know? Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. Which, luckily, I was at home, so I knew that it wasn't you. Yeah. Because I knew you were in South Dakota. Yeah. Unless you had come home and really, you know, things went wild. Right. Well, but anyway. So, back to this podcast. Wasn't put it past him. Um, anyway, so, this is John's first per- podcast. He's never been on a podcast before. John, Chuck has been on here with us before. You've done other ones, yeah, too, the, haven't you? I think it was the most listened to one y'all ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Definite top five. Still waiting on that check? <laughs> As usual, Caleb, I look every day. Right. It's not come yet. So where do I send my rider to? Yeah. I'll take care of your end, John. Okay. Don't worry about it. I got you. There's not going to be – we're not going to get anywhere on this podcast. No. But anyway, um, no, I just – so we've been working together for so many years. We've got to do some fun things. And, I, you know, we talked about, Chuck, I guess, when you were here about, you know, what one of your – you know, some of the trips that stood out to you and Brazil stood out to you. So, John, I wanted to talk to you and, like, since we started – I mean, you can even go back to the Iron Man days. Like, what's some of the trips that kind of really stood out to you just as being 
either really fun, really tough, eye-opening, you know, all the above, you know, because I've had so many over the years and so many fun ones. I mean, that's not really the only reason I work with you guys anymore is because it's so much fun. I mean, it ain't definitely for the pay. It's not right. for the pay. No, not 100% not. So we uh we have such a good time. And uh, I remember the first trip I ever did with both of y'all. Well, I guess the official first trip. Wow. It was me, you, Chuck, and Wooly. That's when we went to Gunnersville. Yeah. yeah, and we went both. Yes. And there's, still, there's a picture. That was there, miserable. That was yeah. when Wooly left us, and he said yeah, everything we did when... was a goat roping. Well, remember he's that? not wrong. I didn't ever say he was. No, it, but, but I, I guess that what I was thinking, I wasn't even thinking that trip. I was thinking Nebraska. Well, that was our no. first official trip. Yeah, that was habit. our fi- yeah because we were trying. We, right, I mean, we, were, we spent the whole trip to Nebraska <laughs> trying to come up with the name for the show. Right, remember oh, that because yeah. we were in the because, truck. Yeah, we were in the truck for. I f- I kept four, up with it that year. Four hundred and twenty six hours is how many hours I was in a truck that year. No, yep. I've told people that long. number and they're like, "There's no way." I'm like, "There's a way." Trust us. Yeah, in the shaker in yeah. that. Godforsaken truck of yours that drove like a two horse wagon. But that it we got, traversed it got us to and from. Every how many time? times did we go to Missouri that year? Fourteen hours. I don't know. A lot. That's when I think the one like these guys don't have any idea. The ones that stand out to me was when we left North Dakota oh. at ten o'clock on a Friday night and drove to Georgia. And you dropped stopped. me off and I filmed again when I got home. Yeah. Twenty six hours straight. Jesus. All we did was stop for fuel and food. We're oh. we're so stupid. I'm still stupid. I still I tried that last year and about killed myself and did it again. And I'm thinking about doing it again this year because I'm stupid. Well, we're I mean, buttons for punishment. And it, and it's just like anything with anybody in the outdoors. You get this mindset of it's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, It's going to be good. I got to go right now. And most of the time it is. Sometimes is, it's not. Well, you think there's that little voice in your head that's telling you, hey, it's good. There's a cold front coming or the fish are spawning or – Man, they're going in the rut, or they're gobbling like crazy. The farmer said he's seen them yesterday, and you just get it in your head that this is this is my window. I got to go. Yeah, like when and, we went to North Dakota when uh, Spencer told us it was awesome. Right, right. And you know, it's just you, you get that mentality of we got to go now. Go home, load your crap. We're leaving. That's the only time I've ever been to a hotel where. You, you made the call. We're like, not yeah, staying here. This is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was that. We bad. stayed yeah. in some rough ones, and that was that yeah. was the worst. Yeah. Um, the place me and Chuck stay in Nebraska when we go now. Oh man, <laughs> my wife. I showed her some of that video I took on my phone. She's like, "Is that cow crap all in the floor?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "And y'all sleep in that place?" I'm like, "Well, not in the cow crap. I mean, we're above it in a camper." <laughs> But, yes, the whole floor is covered in cow dung. Yeah, that's like the place in Mississippi with the camel crickets on the walls. Yeah. And, you know, them big ones. Like, you turn the lights yeah. off and you flip them back on, like, to get up to go pee, there'll be camel crickets Yeah, stacked all on the walls. You think somebody's like, throwing their the sock over on top of you tonight? No, it's just a camel cricket landing on the cover. My little boy came and got me the other night. Apparently, there was a bug or something in his bed, and it crawled over him. They come over there, his eyes about that big. He's like, Daddy. Some just crawled over me in the bed, and I was like, "Well, guess what, son? I had a, a flying squirrel crawl over me in Missouri in the bed one night." I was like, "You want a real wake up call? Yeah. You wake up with something crawling up, and you just you look down your eye to eye with the squirrel." Yeah, I'll oh, yeah. never forget that night. Good little goose in Missouri. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. yeah, they have a little little squirrel issue up there. Jesus sometimes. Christ, man, that was crazy, but. I t- I'm told the story, it was Ryer or Clay or somebody, it was in a class. I was telling the story about Nebraska. That was the first, I guess that was the pilot we were shooting for the habit the first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you killed your turkey like last hour, the last minute, the last day or whatever. 
because the, the season closed down like May 31st, and you shot your turkey like the evening of May 31st, and of course we're stupid. We'd load up in the truck to drive home. Well, we go to drive home, and uh, Zach remembered he hadn't shot cutaways, and we stopped and shot cutaways in the median, in the median of the interstate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And people and people wouldn't believe some of the stuff we've done to try and finish shows out before. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, because... I mean, just cars just run, whizzing by, and we're shooting cutaways. You got, you got shotgun out there and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Laying yeah. in the median. He, yeah. John's laying... I mean, he's laying... We've got the truck on the median, of the, like on the shoulder of the road. And he's crawling And he's the, crawling the next the to the shoulder of the road. In the grass. In the grass. And we're shooting down, like down at him on the median, just so we have grass. I mean, all, the only frames like John's head, the, the shotgun, and grass, and we're in the median of an interstate. In I don't even know what state we were in. Yeah. Just on the way back, because we yeah. figured out we need to cut away for him fanning that turkey. Yeah, and we're like, crap, we didn't get that. Yeah, and we yeah. shot him in the median. And I don't remember. I don't even remember whose idea it was. Like, well, hell, there's some grass. Yeah. And, well, hey, let's just stop. We don't need the audio. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> had got to have so, got so. And, and turns out life. they made they made the show and they worked and you'd never known the difference. No, right. That's one of the things I tell people all the time. I'm like, you know, don't believe what you see on TV oh, because God. some of the crap we've done that and made it work. Oh, it, you've been lied to 100 percent if you yeah. watch outdoor oh, TV. Yeah. You know, and, and you well, try to tell. It's not necessarily lying. It's just making the story better. It's making it. It's putting all the pieces to the puzzle because sometimes in the heat of battle you forget this piece here and this piece well, you there. Can't, you got to tell the story. Well, right. You can't let the truth get in the way of a good story. It, yeah, I've heard that. I've you heard can't. that before. Yeah. You really can't. Right. I mean, you look at any fisherman you've ever, I mean, what's the what's Johnny Morris's mantra when he walks into anything, you know, the liars, you know, whatever all liars accepted here, whatever yeah. it says, you all know, lies accepted all fish here. stories, you know, the fish starts this big and by the time you get to the third person the fish is this big. Right. I mean, you can't let the truth get in the way of a good story. No, nope. ever. And, and that's and we take that seriously in production. Well, it's entertainment. No, hundred percent. You know, it ain't got to be in one hundred percent. see, <clears throat> nothing about it says authentic. Well, that's my, <laughs> that's my. I guess that's my not gripe, but that's my. Uh, like, uh, when people you know start talking about outdoor television, well, you know, it's not what it used to be. It's this, it's that, you know, and this, these cutaways or these recreations or these guys, you know, faking this and that. I'm like, are you watching it? For the purity of it, or are you watching it to be, to, to be entertained? Right. If you're watching it to be entertained, well, you're watching, you know, Narcos. You're watching Yellowstone. You're, you, yeah. You, you, that, all that's fake. You're watching that for the purity. You're watching it to be right. entertained. Right. If you want to watch it for the purity of it, well, I, then there's virtually Then the, it's going to be 30 minutes of somebody sitting in a deer stand, and yeah. you're not going to see anything. Exactly. Right. It's going to be that 30-minute window of when there's one doe that walks 80 yards away and goes the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Me peeing if, in a bottle and sitting there going, I hate myself. I'm fixing to jump, guys. Right. I'm fixing, We've I'm sat fixing here for four days and I haven't seen Jack. Or do you want to watch 30 minutes of beautiful footage of yeah. you coming in and then realize, oh, them mugs sat there for three weeks to get that crap. Yeah. And Belmore ended up smoking a basket yeah. rack. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I had to go home and go back to work. <laughs> I.e., our Kentucky show that one year it took me three trips to kill a freaking basket rack. Yeah. You know? What about like? <laughs> What about the glory trip of Ohio? I always hear oh, about. God. Oh, we can't talk God. about that on this podcast. No. That'll get off the rails for me. And, and I can't we don't have... want people cussing on here. No, that one, uh, that one stands out. Yeah. I, I would, honestly, when you said things that stick out, that one never sticks out because I've buried that one. So <laughs> yeah, down. it's like rape. Like you put it down deep, and you never want to think about it again. I mean, we never. It's like, it's like I don't recall seeing a racked animal. I don't even know. There. I don't even know what y'all are talking about. I don't even think I went on that trip. <laughs> you know what I remember it's about that trip? It's down there. It's in the, the heel big, of my sock. The big picnic basket. That's right. all I remember about right. that trip. The, the, yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't even know what you're talking that, about. That feeling, <laughs> that feeling on the way home that I had to ride home on a donut. It'll take a therapist therapist to get that out of me. That was such a bad trip. Oh my gosh, I've never I've heard horror stories about outfitters, but I lived one worse than anyone I've ever heard of. Yep. I and mean, the bad part about it is that guy's out there still selling hunts. Oh yeah, dude. I, I told you I saw him at um that Pennsylvania that big Pennsylvania show. Big American out. Yeah, yeah, the, American great American yeah. I saw him and I wanted to go flip his table over on the floor so bad. Now, or I want to just stand out there like, yeah, like just a peaceful protest with a sign like, do not bunk, book a hunt with this right. idiot. And that's what kills me is that, you know, I, I guess the blue collar shows on me because I think about that guy's charging, if it's $3,000, mm-hmm. how many guys is he duping out of their hard-earned money and they look and they go, oh, yeah, man, he's got all these big deer on camera, you know, just like he did us, sending yeah. us all those pictures, trail cam pictures. Man, I got this farm. I got, you know, nobody's hunting on it. I want y'all to film an awesome show. That's da, what da, da, I don't da. get. And and how he many people does he us. dupe people? Yeah, right. but he did What's that he to us it? knowing we were going to film a show. Right. He obviously did no what research. What did he do to Joe Blow that's spending his, yeah, his, yeah, his vacation but to he, go hunt a big That's what Ohio I'm saying. The guy, that's got, the guy that's got one week of paid vacation, he's talked his wife into letting him go on a paid hunt because he wants one big deer because he's hunting crap. Land his whole life. Yeah, but three you know, just side like jobs we, to pay for it. Right, just yeah. like we normally are. If we didn't have the television show, we would be those guys hunting. You know, yeah. But here's my thing: land is or we did have a television show, and in the words of Chance Chancellor, he did not know our influence. Right, he did not know that, that four people watched us. So he four, had no idea. Yeah, right. He had no How idea. Far and three we of were. three yeah. of them were on the trip. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah. his, his whole thing was like. I just think, I, first of all, I don't know how somebody like that can sleep at night. I know. But, well. The best mattress money can buy. Well. Bastard. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> it's coming out of me. Yes. Yes. It's yes. coming out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a terrible trip. There's no doubt about it. But it was one that, uh, there's been so many good ones that outshadow that one now. Absolutely. That we've had such, like, we had Chance tell the story about when he filmed you shoot that deer in Missouri. And about how he's can't find the deer, and he's like, John is drawing to shoot a deer, and I have yet to see it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I meant to show y'all that footage. Draw saying, "Hey, there's literally one limb that so John, you know, John's here. He's ch- ch- chanced over his left shoulder. There's one limb that kind of comes up in the middle of him, and apparently that deer walked out of the woods right, right down, down that limb. And John, John's got him wide open, dead to rights. Chance cannot see him, and Chance had like two days experience filming in a tree up until then because he just doesn't film yeah. he doesn't go out in the field much well and you know too like when you're in a panic oh like something can be right in front of your face and you look right past it because you're going huh, you yeah. know i've done yeah. that on a lot of stuff you oh, know yeah. you're just you're in freak out mode and you're looking right over the obvious so well the, no or telling. the worst thing is when there's multiple targets out there and somebody draws down and you're like am i on the right one or they like which one is it yeah and i hadn't hadn't had that bite me but it's there's been a couple of times I can think of. Hey, I can think of a couple of times just with you. It could have been when the stone sheep that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just about screwed that one up. Stone sheep. No, the, the one that got me was the <clears throat> was the elk hunt in New Mexico <clears throat> when I had that. It was probably a I don't know. It was probably a three twenty bull at forty yards broadside, and Kyle couldn't see it. Oh yeah. And you know he was within arm's reach of me the whole time, and I'm like, he's right there, and I, he's like, where? And I'm like. Look down my arrow. He's right there, forty yards, head behind a tree. Yeah, and he never could see it. And the raghorn that was with him caught our went, 
I did that. I did that same thing to him on his on his hunt this year. Yeah, you know, my my great client wouldn't wear his microphone, so I couldn't hear him well, when I was filming well, if him. It and, was some cheap mics he had me, the ones that the size of a cinder block. <laughs> and <laughs> um, yep, there you go. That's and what I, always, I always thought myself like, "There's a 400 pound animal 45 yards away. How do you not see it?" And there I am, 27 yards, never saw it. I literally Man, saw goes. the thing coming, and I said. And I hear behind me, I'm trying to get in a better position because he yeah. was directly behind me, couldn't see around me, and he stepped on the one stick, mm-hmm. and that elk goes. Oh yeah, but see if someone like had their mic on, I had off. my headphones in. But I, I, I kind of, I, but I kind of, you know, was it whisper yell? Yeah, don't move like yeah. one of those. Apparently, he didn't hear me. But it yeah. same thing happened to Caleb and I one time. <clears throat> First elk that ever came into us. Elk bugles on top of the hill. Oh, yeah. And dude's like, just go over and get you a spot. Me and Caleb like, huh? <laughs> I mean, the elk bugled like up on the mountain and, and like the way he sounded, you know, I'm, you know, I don't have the best hearing, but, you know, you make those quick thoughts in your mind of how far is that thing? How much yeah. time do I got? And I'm like, eh, we got a minute, you know. And dude's then by like, the time you make that decision, you got to figure out how well, far yeah. he's gone in that well, minute it took you to make well, the decision. Well, dude had no sense of urgency when he said, just go over there and get you a spot. He's coming. So Caleb and I just like, okay, so we go over there and get us a spot. <laughs> Hell, Caleb's down on the ground. You know, he's getting excited. I'm getting excited. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden I, I look up, and there's a freaking elk. I mean, what was that thing, like 14 yards? Yeah. This son of a buck's right in front of us. And Caleb, I can hear him back there wiggling around. I said, don't move. He's right here. He goes, huh? I said, don't move. He's right here. And I hear him go, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, my bow is down at my side, and my release ain't even on. And this elk is, I mean, I, I mean, like, I can feel it now. And I'm just, like, looking at it. And, and he steps out, and I hear Caleb getting his camera up. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Get my release on, and I look, and the elk steps out. And sure enough, dude, he steps right on our trail, right where we just come in, and the dude just freezes. And, you know, <clears throat> I mean, he's broadside 14 yards just there, turns and wheels and runs off. I look at Caleb, I'm like, how did he get here that fast without making a noise? This son of a buck descended off the side of this mountain and never made a sound. It's like he morphed there. Well, it's like we went deaf man. for 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like, honestly, did, did you know, was I fixing to pass out from excitement yeah. or, or did I lose my hearing? Or well, if he it was anything that? like the first two days of us climbing up that mountain, it was us about to die. Yeah. I'll but, never forget that as long as I live climbing we were, that mountain the first we were morning. Cool. Chuck, you know. Chuck goes. Are you talking about when we were out there with Ethan? <laughs> just yeah. leave me. Oh. <laughs> just leave me. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. When I was he laid down, down in the bushes God. an hour into the first hike, I was like, freaking Uh-oh. shin splints. Oh, Here we my. go. Dude, I've never had my legs hurt that bad in my entire freaking life. Like, through football, through everything I've ever done strenuous, never in my life did the front of my legs hurt. It felt like you honestly had a running chainsaw on my kid. My shins, oh, miserable. I knew it was bad because I've known Chuck for a long time, and he's not the one to lay down. And when he laid oh. down an hour to the trip, he said, "No, nah, y'all just leave me here. I'll catch up later." I was like, "Dude, it was that little was in bad shape." It was. It was bad. Oh, it was so nothing. bad. I was so much worse than I even imagined. Like, and I even tried to get in kind of shape for it. I'm like, "I'm climbing some hills. Like, I can handle that." And I was like, "This is the never-ending hill." And then the bear got in the truck. Mm-hmm. Golly, man, that was a trip. Point fun. Yeah. yeah, and then we didn't kill him. Honestly, that was the first time that I had any experience with like the mental side of hunting. You know what I'm saying? Like where the mental side will get to you after so long when you start, you know, like 
Oh, the rain? Three three well, the rain or the... Well, I mean, you know, we had the four or five days of being in a solar-powered house with it raining yeah. and not having nothing to do in the Jontronet and all that stuff, <laughs> if you want to go back and find all that. But, like, when me and... When Ethan and I went out and, you know, we went basically to the property line and yeah. started working our way back. Well, we got about halfway back. You know, we got rained on and hailed on and all that stuff. And we was just sitting there, and I was like, I just want to go back and freaking sit down somewhere. I, you know, I'm freaking exhausted. I'm tired mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like... We ain't doing no good. And I was sitting there, I was like, well, that's it. I was like, you've already lost. If you if you're thinking that right now, then you need to get your get your head back in the game. And I was like, that's what people talk about on the mental side of it is yeah. letting your mind talk you into this sucks, this ain't going to happen, this is what this way and this is that way. And that's, you know, that's what freaked me out about it. I was like, okay, now I need to get my head back in this and let's go make another setup and try to find our way back. Yeah. But knowing now somewhat how to elk hunt we were so stupid yeah. and that was so idiotic what we did like i look at the opportunities that that we had and how close we got to the bulls it's a freaking miracle that we even seen an elk on that trip <laughs> <laughs> honestly it is yeah. it yeah, is the a way we went about it because yeah. the way we went about it i mean it was just what we did was totally stupid and yeah, we just and ran them. We ran we into just, them every day yeah. we, we they were on top them. of the hill and we would just run yeah. ourselves right up there too we walked right through them to get up there you know, or drive through them. And then it's like, okay, so you're going to just totally just exhaust yourself walking up to the top of this hill, you know, walk through all the elk, and then expect them just to come out of the bottom you just walked in because you just walked to the top property line. Yeah, but you think about it, you think, well, I thought, you know, when we went to New Mexico, even though we didn't kill a bull, uh, JP did, but, you know, I remember the first morning we got in that truck, we did that New Mexico elk hunt. Sweet Jesus. And we got in that loud Chevrolet truck oh, yeah. with MagnaFlow exhaust. I'm in the back seat of a you know extended cab. You're up there laid up like a pimp, and I'm just back there you know squeezed in the back. And we drove to the top of that mountain that gets to Timberline, so it's above thirteen five. And we're driving that loud truck up and down the switchbacks. Wouldn't take an hour, hour and a half every morning oh, at the top yeah. of that mountain. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there is no way there's an elk left in this world as loud, loud as we've truck. been right. in the dark. And we get out, close the door. Yeah. They'd be screaming 300 yards from the truck. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Well, that was it. But but then when we you know when we were doing that first elk hunt we were talking about, we're in a nice, quiet little Toyota, and we park at 18 miles yeah. and get out and walk up a 1,000 switchbacks yeah. to get where we're hunting. We should have just drove up through there yeah. with the lights off, parked the truck, and got out and waited for them to come to us yeah. like normal people do. Yeah. But we were stupid and naive. We just didn't know, you know, but that's part of the – you don't want to say it's fun because it was fun when we done it, yeah. but it was miserable because if we would have known how to hunt because of our the, yeah because of the how That's we did all succeed. you don't don't know yeah right it's just if we would have known what we were doing I think we'd have bettered our chances well that's me you know, that's me you know the, the different places and different things I've got to go and see over the years you know how, how much that's improved just my little hunting knowledge that I have you know all the elk hunts I've got to go on you know the couple mule deer hunts the you know the the western you know the the mule deer hunt I mean not the mule deer hunts the 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 moose hunts the brown bear hunts you know and getting to hunt turkeys all over the place and it's just the more you get to go do it the more experience you get the more knowledge you get and it's like now I'll go on hunts with people that haven't done a certain thing and they're like well what do you what do you think about this I'm like that's stupid let's just drive up there yeah. <laughs> like it ain't gonna matter and, I, and I'm, you know I see the benefits like hunt of it. Texas versus the Southeast, you right. know that kind right. of thing. But you gotta you gotta stay humble in the fact of some of the stuff because, you know, you look at let's just say for instance you go to you know, a a wicked bad place out in you know, Utah. 
let's just say, you know, one of the good elk hunts you've been on. Yeah. You can't do with an over-the-counter tag in Colorado what you do out there. No. So I think, you know, sometimes it's almost a curse because you go and and it's just like turkeys. You go somewhere that's never been turkey hunted. I I watched a thing last night. uh, Glenn uh, Garner had uh, the juries down to hunt on Foxworthy's. And uh, I was watching it, and I was just like, it's a great show. Yeah. They smoke them. Yeah. And I'm just like, because nobody turkey hunts them. Yeah. You know, they got the best land. I mean, Glenn does a hell of a job managing that place. And, and you know, you got freaking Mark. It's an awesome caller. I'm like, I knew what was going to happen before the show even yeah. come on. They're fixed to smoke some good good yeah. birds. But then you take, leave there, drive 15 minutes down the road, and get on West Point WMA and do what they did. Yeah. Good luck, son. Yeah. The only thing you're going to call in is a three couple of three idiots, and they're going to try right. to fan you. Yeah. Right. So be careful. But it's just like I think sometimes that knowledge of, well, this worked over here. It worked awesome. It's also a curse sometimes. It doesn't always like, travel yeah. well. Well, you just think, well, that's the same animal, but they're totally different. Yeah, you know? well, you, you think it like I always, uh, you know, the stereotypical Texas guide. He's wearing four different color camos. <laughs> if camo at if, all. If camo at all. He's yeah. got on snake boots. And he is hat. not getting out of the truck. He is going to drive the truck into Everywhere. the field to see if there's a turkey there. Yeah. Oh, he's on the other end of the field. We'll back up and we'll go call him, man. It's like, <laughs> dude, this yeah. is not how this is supposed to work. Yep. Like that place that we hunted with uh, uh, the 5R Ranch. Um, Robert. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> so when we went down there with Robert, like we talked about it. Like we love Robert to death, but he hunts Texas turkeys. It's like you put some guys that understand how to hunt Hard-headed turkeys on that place. Oh, they'd run. Oh through my like gosh! Crazy. Just let us go. Just yeah. let let us have two or three and, days. And to you run can't. Around. You can't look. I mean, I don't want to say look down, but you just you can't question guys that have it like that because it works in places like that. Mm-hmm. And it's you know you can say we're being overcautious or hunting too hard or whatever, but it's like, man, I just don't want to screw this up. We yeah. got a dang gum diamond in the rough sitting well, here in then, our hand. But then you add in the element of filming it. Oh, you, yeah. And that, <laughs> Tom's I mean, there. Yeah. you take a camera away. I mean, how many, I mean, how much, first of all, the the camera is, and, and Ryer said the best, the camera's a passport to some incredibly cool stuff that we've gotten to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, without that camera, we probably wouldn't without have Without that to do. camera, I wouldn't have any of this. Yeah, exactly. Right, honestly. Same here. So, I mean, you know, you think, you know, think about the people and the places you've got to go and things you've got to do just because of it. And it's, it's incredible, but hypothetically think about all the fun you could have had if there wasn't a camera there and how much stuff you could have shot and what you could have done, the time you would have had. It would you know. it would definitely be a lot more, but I look at it as all those things that went right, all those things are forever. Yeah. Yep. I can take that and show that to anybody and everybody, you know, from here on. You know what yeah. I mean? You can tell somebody the story, you know, I can tell somebody the story of my elk hunt over and over and over until you sit there and you show them the footage and yeah. you show them how close you were and how they came out and how this happened and all that stuff. That's what, that's the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. You know, that, that elk hunt that you killed in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, that's the first time I'd ever seen one on the ground. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And the first one I ever got to lay my hands on that, like, I was a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a part of that one because it was you and Zach. But the first time I ever laid hands on one, that I was a part of was the one I killed in Colorado, which would have been two or three years after that. It was 2017. What year did you kill that bull? 2015, 2016? Yeah, somewhere right in there. Right? So it was two or three years later. I, I did 11 elk hunts. Yeah. And some of them, like that New Mexico hunt, wasn't a cheap hunt. 
Yeah. I mean, we did some high dollar hunts. We did a couple public land. We did the Colorado, the first one we did that we didn't know what we were doing. I did 11 different elk hunts before I ever laid hands on an elk that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I try and explain to people like, and which John, I mean, you, you said it better than anybody at the end of that show. I mean, you can see you, you know, virtually about to cry, which I mean, when I shot mine, I was the same way. Heck yeah. That'd it's be, like, it's, you, there's an emotional attachment to that oh because yeah. you fought yeah. because you went up and down those mountains, those 11 times, you know yeah. what I mean? 11 yep. different hunts. Yeah. It's because you know how much work you've put in to get to that point, not just that one hunt, but, but, I, yeah. but all I, the hunts leading up to that, all the knowledge you've gained through all those hunts, all those days of just grinding and the mental, going over the mental side of it and yeah. all that stuff. But what's so frustrating to me is talking to, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, because we run around with guys from the southeast that either haven't ever gotten to experience that or never will experience that. Right. And they they want to go. They want to go out west and do an elk hunt. But they're, they're like, I'm not going to spend however many thousand dollars yeah. to go out there and not kill one. I'm like, well, if you're going to want to buy an over-the-counter tag and you're expecting to go kill one the first year, Good luck. you'll be – You'll be one of the luckiest son of guns alive. Yep. It does happen, but it does happen. Right. My dad's one of the ones that did it. Right. He's but he's been on three or four elk hunts since. Come home empty handed. Yeah, it don't happen every time. It, but it, I can't overstate, and I've said this a thousand times, I can't overstate how important it is just to go and experience it. Yep. Nope. Plan on coming home empty handed. If you come home with an elk, man, you you are right. above average. But if you go and just experience it, be in the woods, climb those mountains. Go somewhere find, where there actually are find that, Whether you end up killing one or not, that's irrelevant. Well, go for the experience. Go yeah, for that the mental, sights, that the sounds, mental, the that smells. mental that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, go and experience that. And the only way to experience that, you're not going to experience it here. You got to go out west, do it. Go buy an over-the-counter Colorado tag, find some public land, and just go try it. Try to outrun one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Try to outclimb or a mountain. Or outwalk one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to yeah. do it. And if you're behind them, and, and, and I, too, we do this, I've done it. I mean, even like Deseret in Utah, on that crazy yeah. place, we'll get behind elk and we'll chase them. And I'm thinking the whole time holding that this camera, I'm stupid. like, this is so stupid. We're never I've done this so many yeah. times and it never works. Yeah. Once you're behind them, you're behind them, man. It's but like they, a, it's like a turkey too. Yeah, so you get behind them, man, and they they got their mind made up where they're going. You're not gonna catch them. Mm-mm. Not unless you got an electric bike. Yeah, well, that's that's where I change the game. So <laughs> outrun me. So I think not, sir. Good, uh, nice little segue. So uh, Chuck and I, we haven't got to talk about this much. Chuck and I went to, well, we went to Missouri. Yeah. I killed a turkey in Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah. you killed a turkey in Missouri, too. John killed one. Yeah, you and killed JP, one. JP. You're killed the one. only person. I was the only one that didn't kill. <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to watch you, so I had a good time. Yeah, so we. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, yeah. watching my friends kill stuff. Well, I just pass it on, John. That's what I do. <laughs> Love it. I just like crawling around on the ground getting ticks all over me for somebody else. Thanks, Paul. That's what I do. That's what I do. It wasn't for lack of trying, though. No. Well, they were being, they were being buttholes. That remember that day I waited through Vietnam to get to that one? Yeah. Yeah. So. We so. killed turkeys in Missouri, and we rode the bikes a little bit there, not a ton. Right. But we took the Rambos to Nebraska, and you knew that you liked them. Yeah, but I did. The, but Nebraska changed the game. Well, it's just so big and so flat, and, you know. And we added some more ground this year. Yeah, we <laughs> added some new ground that we'd never hunted. So you can just cover so much ground, and when the turkeys start gobbling, you know, those days of, oh, let's go, let's go, we need to walk. Because I'm not running. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just not running. There's no reason to. It's stupid. But you can get on those bikes and you can cover so much ground. So, oh, my gosh. And, and and they can't hear you. No. So you drop down behind the hill and just gouge on it. 
And, uh, you know, now I'm 21 miles an hour, son. <laughs> Guess what? I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to beat your ass high there. school speed. That's right. That's right. I'm coming hot. We so. we covered, was it 37 miles in three days? Yeah. 37 God. miles in three days. And, now, never, and never broke a sweat, except for the one day that turkey gobbled that we could have swore oh was over gosh. the hill. Yeah. One of, it was one of those days the winds blow, wind was blowing in our face, and this turkey just kept gobbling on his own. We just kept walking. We're like, oh, he's over the next hill. He'd and we'd slip over the hill, we'd and he wasn't there, and we'd go over the, the hill. We'd sit there and look and look and just tear it up with binoculars, and then, like, gum, he must be going over that other hill. Sneak over there and look. He'd gobble again. We're like, where is it? finally, how far was that bird when we saw him? Was, when I saw I mean, him, he was every bit of seven, 800 yards away. I was, I was, I was going to say. And I could, I'd have bet you a lot of money he was yeah. over the next hill, over the next hill, over the next hill. Yeah. And we walked how far before we saw him at 700 yards? Oh, God, forever. I mean, we walked that whole farm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was uh, three quarters of a mile, a mile at least. And he was still 700 yards away. And I told Chuck, I said, I'm, I see him. Chuck's like, where's he at? I'm like. On the other side he of the said, road. He said, you're not looking far enough. I'm sitting there looking at my binos. I'm like, where? He's like, he's right there. And I'm like, where? You know, and he's whispering like, I see him. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, we fishing. Get him. Get right. Him, he's close him, if he's whispering. Get a map on this fool. Yeah, we, we're getting on him now. And Caleb's like, you ain't looking far enough. I'm like, huh? He's like, look on across the road. Dude, I bring my binoculars up. And I'm like, that son of a. I was like, and then he gobbled. And I'm like. That is him. Like, if he wouldn't have never gobbled, I'd have swore to God it wasn't the same bird. Right. But when he gobbled, we looked at each other and we're like, how is that even possible? We chased him the entire length of the farm, across the road and halfway across the next farm. It was farm. some kind of polar vortex, the way his voice was coming over there. There was no way he could do that the whole time. It was close enough to where we chased him for a mile, swearing he was over the next hill. Yeah. That's how that's how good he sounded. Yeah. And he was in direction, I guess. And he was, in was. Another, he was in another zip code. It was one of those times, like, you know, when you're duck hunting and somebody shoots – and it sounds like they're right beside you, and you look, and they're 400 yards up there in their boat, and you're like, there ain't no way that's – there ain't no, nobody in between us. Right. And they shoot again, you're like, that is them. You know, it's the same way with that bird. Well, but the, the most impressive thing to me was when I killed that coyote, we were coming back to the truck. We had kind of given it up. It was, it was morning, middle of the day. Midday, yeah. And we were going back to the truck, and we were on this county road, and we were, you know, these big loopy hills. And I got to the top of one of these hills, and I saw a coyote kind of trotting – kind of towards me and i stop and he stops when we see each other and i'm on the bike and he's just looking at me and he's on the fence post like a hundred and he ended up being 137 yards away and chuck pulls up behind me and i said you see that coyote standing there he's like yeah and i've got my you know my turkey gun i can't kill him with a turkey gun 137 yards chuck goes where's your uh where's your rifle i was like well it's in the truck you know a mile away he's like well go get it i'll sit here and watch him I get on the bike and I just boogie down that hill like 37 miles an hour going down this hill. <laughs> Go up the next hill, get to the truck, sling the rifle over the top of my shotgun. The yeah, game warden would have had questions if he would have seen us. But we, uh, I drove all the way back, back to a mile and, and got there. And I'm thinking there's no way he's still there. And Chuck's saying, no, he's still there. And he had laid down. And I got right in the, And he just, I guess he couldn't figure out what we were on those bikes. Right. Lay down and like knights, yeah, horses, <laughs> right? Majestic beasts coming out of the I prairie, laid, riding your majestic steed. Exactly. I laid down and freaking smoked him at 137. Went and got him, but without those bikes, you'd have never walked it back. If mm -mm. we'd have been in a God truck, he'd have ran off. Yeah, if those bikes us, killed him. 
if he'd have seen us walking, he'd have known exactly what we were. But oh, I think yeah, he yeah. was just mind blown, just like those cows, though. Yeah, like, you, like y'all were levitating. Just yeah, <laughs> well, he's just floating. You know, because a lot of those those roads are cut down in the prairie. You know, just enough to where you come by, it looks like you're just sitting there floating, <laughs> like you're on a magic carpet. <laughs> them cows right. just look at you like, no. Nah. It scares them cows definitely yeah. close up. They do not like them. Uh-uh. Oh, really? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude, we spanked them all over Central Nebraska. We had a freaking ball. That was fun. Even though the turkey numbers, I feel, were way down. They are. I think they are, too. I think they're lying to us. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember the first year we went there, it was way better than that. I seen an article yesterday. I was uh, looking online, and, and I didn't get to read it because I was in a hurry, but it said the, the wild turkey's in danger of going the way the bobwhite quail did. You know, like, remember growing up, you always heard quail every night, and I was like, oh, crap. And I couldn't tell you what killed all the quail. I heard everything from the chicken litter to fire ants to, you know, predators. But I, I'm going to have to go back and find that article. But. I was I was with Dr. Craig Morgan and Brian. And Brian, we was talking about turkeys. And they said that all these people that are feeding for deer, mm-hmm. all the corn piles and stuff have diseases in them that they're not killing the turkeys, but it's messing up their reproductive system. I believe that. So it's not killing turkeys. It's just limiting how they're like... A turkey obviously reproduces every year, but some whatever disease they're getting from these bait piles is making them reproduce like every third year. Hmm. Well, I think it's uh, the bait piles too. Not only on that, but it's also it's, a bait pile for them. It's yeah. bait pile for them for the predators too, yeah. because now you're putting all the nest busters, you know, the coons and the possums and everything eating the corn. Now you're putting the mama turkeys right there during the spring, getting that easy picking too. Yeah. So, or if your DNR is burning in March and April, like uh, they do in Florida, like they you, do Georgia. in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that's just that's ignorant, smart. Yeah, but they don't care. I mean, no. I understand they got a they got an agenda, but I wish the turkey was not on during there. my agenda. Right, I wish <laughs> yeah. it was. I wish it was the turkey was on their agenda. Yeah, a guy put it. Um, I, I commented on the uh, uh, the turkey doctors thing the other day on Instagram about Georgia doing that mm-hmm. burning, and and one of the guys that used to work for the Georgia DNR commented on there, and he said um, they're more about access and the experience than actual turkey harvest and i thought you hit the nail on the head with that one yep they want people to come over there buy the buy the license buy the gear come out there and stomp around through the woods and say man it's a beautiful morning you know yeah but if you don't hear a turkey gobble, it's not an experience exactly you're not gonna yeah there's no recruitment if no if people don't go out and at least experience we've been on enough glorified hikes in the woods to know that it ain't about the experience if there's not a turkey gobble there it's not a hunt i'm not not average we're not average consumers yeah right. but you think i mean think i think about the guys that are hunting public land they're they don't hear turkey gobble they're gonna go somewhere else don't you think if they don't have anywhere else they're gonna go back and then that's that's yeah. one of the things i i think that we overlook a lot because we have places that are private and have opportunities to go hunt with different friends and family or whatever but i think a lot of these guys you know joe hunter that's what they got you know they got the palm forest or the you know uh, Ogeechee WMA and, and or Redlands, you know, I, I think that's what they got and they just make the best out of it. So they're all for if the, you know, the DNR opens up another road where they don't have to walk as far. And they're not thinking, well, if, he open, if they open up another two miles of road, now all, everybody that pulls through here is going to drive right through the turkeys and not going to say a word. They're mm-hmm. not thinking that. They're like, hell yeah, I don't have to walk as far now. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, God dang, they opened that road and killed me now because I used to ride my bike back here and, and turkeys actually gobbled. So... Just my two cents. Yeah, well, then, and then you go out west, and if, you know, from when I first started out cutting out west on public land to now, oh, man, it's crazy the amount of people. Yeah. Crazy. And they're never from 
Colorado or from Wyoming or Idaho, wherever you're hunting. I was listening to a podcast. A guy lives in Colorado, and uh, he was at a trailhead. There were 37 vehicles at the trailhead when he got there for elk season, and three people had Colorado tags. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the same thing as, yeah. as duck, the same duck. thing that Duck Dynasty did to duck hunting. Yeah. You know, we're start, it's starting to finally taper back off, I feel like. To yeah, get because everybody's found out that waterfowling stupid. Well, everybody's found out that waterfowling's tough. You no, know, it is. Work. That's why it, I hate it's, it. It's, it's yeah. really working. hard. Yeah. Well, that's why like people like me and Chuck love it, because it's work. You know, yeah. it's because yeah. the harder you work, the more you feel like you're going to have success. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you know, when you, that's when you right do, up our alley. Yeah, and when yeah. you do, it, it's much more. I mean, like me, like I worked so hard on that one elk hunt where I touched your bull. I mean, <laughs> the boys won for one. Maybe your 0 for 11 streak was the guy behind the yeah, camera. Yeah, Could have been. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I know almost might, might, probably going to send you on a bow fishing trip, see if it's really me or not, because these guys suck so bad when I'm there. I ain't said nothing. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Proof's in the pudding. I don't know, mm. Maybe it's just your bad vibe, dude. Oh, so if you look back on the how many in, how many episodes between habit and hunting habit, how many episodes have we done? Over fifty for sure. I bet we more than that. We were oh, yes, we were in the we were in the forties. Thirteen we for four years. So yeah. that's twenty six, fifty two. And then how many web shows have we done? 12 or 13. More than that. Maybe. I just did three that we just did interviews for. I'm not good at math. I've edited two, so there's five. I mean, A bunch. Let's just say a bunch. So if you had to pick one, what would you be your favorite, Chuck? John, you're going to have to give us better criteria. Just favorite, give us. Your favorite episode. Like if you look Favorite episode all around? Yeah. Okay. Well, episode or trip? Go ahead. I ain't either, got one yet. Either one. Oh, well, I, well, you need, you to need me, clarification. To me, to me, season one's the best season we ever did. Okay. I was watching back some of the shows recently, and those were the best shows that were ever done. Yeah. Season one, where it was, we had no idea what we were doing. Even though the interview style was hard for those first episodes, those were the best ones. That um, was fun, too. We had Nate and Chance. Yeah, it was a lot we of fun. a lot of good guys. Yeah. It was, and those shows... And those were when Nate was editing them too. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell they were they were so <laughs> fat. <laughs> <laughs> Just a subtle shot, right? Right. right. Got if I one can't under cuss, the bre- I'm gonna throw shots. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got one through the breastplate on that one. <laughs> they were so fast. If you watch those shows, I mean, I do, I do not think there's a show out there that's faster than that than that show was. I mean, it was boom. I mean, it was. You look away, you're gonna miss something. Yep. It's amazing how young we look. I, I, I've got them in my DVR. And like the you? other day, I was messing around doing something, and I looked, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna watch one for a second. And I watched a little bit of it, and I was like, God, we look like kids. Dude, <laughs> Miles to, put it on you, son. Yeah, shoot, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of living since since all that took place. <laughs> it ain't all been right living. No. <laughs> put it on you a lot left that's what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know if i have a specific episode but season one for sure if i had to put my finger on like what were the best shows mm-hmm. it was season one but that's when also all three of us or i mean all three of you guys were on pretty much every, every show. show yeah yeah you know i mean we really that makes we really it, put a emphasis on everybody i mean everybody was there for every show but that but we learned very quickly that we know that's the best version of the show, but that's also the hardest and by far the most expensive way to make a show. Absolutely. It's, you know, you look at the, we talked about it in the very beginning, you know, in the beginning was like all three of us, 
every episode. That's how we're going to do it. And we're like, okay, that's great. That's going to be making an awesome show. And it did. But you're talking three cameramen. Three six guys. Six people. Travel. And, no, and, and we looked at it, and we looked at the bone collector model. We're like, well, they got three hosts. How are they doing it? Well, they'll do like one or two trips a year where it's all three of them. And then they'll do two of them on a couple trips. And then other ones, it's just single. one of them. Yeah. It's a single hunter, single guy goes out and does they something. They figured it out. And then, yeah. they, and then they go and they'll shoot interviews and rag on each other in interviews. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we might can pull that model off. Yeah. But you guys are better when you're with each other. Like, you're good by yourselves, but the show's better when you're in a group. Mm-hmm. It just is. Well, it's, well, just it not as, it's not as fun in camp. I mean, yeah. the whole vibe of everything is, mm-hmm. you know, if it's just, like, say, like, you and Chuck go somewhere. Yeah, it's, y'all have a good time and all that stuff, but if it's you and Chuck, me and somebody, and JP and somebody, well, you know, it's More nonstop. Banner and, and everybody's <laughs> having a good time. Right. Well, one of, the best, one of the best banners back and forth, I, I think, back was we were in Kentucky. And I guess this was season one. We went to uh, Andy's, and it was John trying to get his license. And all you're doing is just pestering John about they're looking at that camera and they're not going to give you a license in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was my favorite season, too, uh, number one. And and it was just because we were all three together. And we did that season and with I, virtually no money. Well, mm-hmm. that we everybody was excited about it because we didn't really know what the final product was going to be and had a head full of dreams. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, do y'all remember? We had a head full of bad information. Well, <laughs> we, <laughs> what we thought, you know, what we thought was going to happen didn't happen, and I mean, well, it did in in a sense. You know, we were successful. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to take nothing away, but it was just like, dang, we got something good here. This is yeah. going to be awesome. You know, yeah. and do you, it was awesome. But do just, you remember riding out to it was to Greenwood, Mississippi? Was it is it Greenwood, Mississippi, where y'all go? To? Yeah. We were driving out there, and it was when that the Powerball was over a billion dollars, and we were talking about what we were going to do, and we won it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about oh, that yeah. the that entire was when Chance, ride out Chance there. Chance got us all the lottery tickets. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We did the whole ride out there. We're like, so what are you going to do with your money? He's yeah. like, well, I'm going to yeah. buy a place, and I'm going to invite my boys out. I'm going <laughs> to exactly. shoot Every a bunch time. of stuff. I'm going to get well, y'all y'all's own time. Well, it was the, it was the debate. It's like, well, do we just do we buy our own place or do we just just go on guided? Just hunt. go on yeah. guided hunts. Just go on the most killer guided hunts and just tell them, boys, we got it. We'll tip you well. We want the biggest and the fastest. <laughs> yeah, we was big time for oh, six yeah. hours. Oh yeah, for we six hours we boss. were high on the hog, man. Oh, it was yeah. fun to think about. Oh yeah. Because I'll never forget this, when I called my wife and asked her, I was like, "What would you do if you you know if you want it?" And she's like, "Had to really think about it." Was it? I was like, "What's the first thing you'd buy?" Because I remember when I asked y'all, it's like, first thing I'm buying is a jet. Yeah. <laughs> Airplane, son. <laughs> on a steering wheel, I want to see he's on my, you know, on my bike or something. I don't even uh, see a side truck. Side by side. Ever see another truck. Oh, yeah, no. But I asked her, and she had no idea. I'm like, you literally could buy anything, and you could, you don't know what you'd buy. Well, yeah. I haven't really thought about it. I'm like, why would you need to think about it? I'm yeah. buying at least a 20-passenger jet. First thing I'm buying. Yeah. Because yeah. that way, anywhere I go, I can bring whoever I want. Yeah, but yeah. So you don't know an episode? No, season one. Man, I tell you what, I. You, you know, said like the I last said, the time Brazil meaning, Brazil was the most meaningful. The most meaningful was the Brazil one, and it's just because the the humanity part of it. Yeah, it wasn't the killing. I mean, which it was awesome. We had a great bow fishing trip, but like they all run together for me, and I guess it's because I always, you know, hunting something mm-hmm. like bow fishing, or whatever. So they all run to me, but like. I just enjoy it all. You know, I, some people like 
you know, like you. Remember when you used to be, well, I ain't going if we ain't going to film it. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. I mean, you went, oh, well, I got to film this. I got to do it. And I'm just like, man, I'm going to kill. I ain't got to film crap. Oh, I'm o- yeah, I'm over I still that have a, I have a good time. And, I and was I'm young s- and dumb. I know. But I'm still like that to the sense of I don't have to film it to have fun. I do. I do like filming stuff. Like now, I just love doing stuff for social media because I – how many kids watch it and it gets them involved. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I got a better reach there than I did with the show ever. I feel like a lot of people, you know, which we, you know, the numbers don't lie. I mean, a lot of people did watch it, but I think those people are already hooked on outdoors. Yeah. On social media, I feel like there's a lot of young kids on there that are just now getting influenced. And, you know, you can make somebody go spend 50 bucks this Friday on their paycheck if you put something cool up on Thursday. Yeah. You You catch your hand on those numbers. Well, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, literally, you've got your hand on those numbers on well, the on the daily basis. As soon as yeah. you put some on there, you see that immediate instead of right. at the end of your six months, a guy come and go, well, look, just, look at how many watched your stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to base your pay off this, but look how many people did this. Well, my yeah. thing is, is like with social media compared to the, and I don't want to get off on a rap trail, but compared to the show, people can send me a DM and say, hey, man, what about this? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at buying this. And, you know, and it makes you feel good because they seem – you using that somewhere, and, they ask and they're fixing to go spend their hard-earned money, and you can tell them honestly, man, I would wait. That that needs a little bit more testing and tuning, or that's a good bow, or that's a good you know bow fishing reel, or that's a good you know arrow or whatever. But in your position, this is the one you really need. You know what I mean? And 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 you feel like you you know you tell them the truth and you you're shooting them straight, and they're not wasting their money. So that I get a lot of self-worth out of mm-hmm. and, we, and i don't think you get that same self-worth out of a show all the time no, because you if you're don't. getting paid by a sponsor to shoot a bow like our first year iron man you know we had to shoot a bow that i i did not like mm-hmm. i did not like shooting that bow for bow fishing Hate and it. everybody that asked me about it, i'm like it's a good bow i can't tell you it's the best one out there for me mm-hmm. and i and i felt like i stayed true to the fact that i didn't dog them mm-hmm. you know i killed a lot of stuff that's what they paid us to do mm-hmm. with it and made a good show with it but you know in my was free it time, the best out there no. right and in my free time was i shooting that bow no mm-hmm. but i put it out there that you know hey it's a good bow it wasn't yeah it's for, for the price so, for, yeah, the price for the point, price point it was a great bow but, but like now we're in a position to where i can say i ain't shooting that bow. let's think junk <laughs> You know, I'm gonna shoot my own out, and that's mm-hmm. what because it's, it's the best there is. Yeah. You know, uh, shameless plug. Oh, <laughs> Terry Collins. Terry, don't, don't get sent him <laughs> royalty check. But uh, no, but but no, that's why I'm saying like on the shows, some of them are are more meaningful to me that we just did instead of the television show, the web show. Some of yeah. them, some of them hit a little bit yeah. harder. Yeah. John, the 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 show that John John your elk hunt was a big one. That was that. Yes. Honestly, that's the one that stands out to me as my personal favorite. Be- I mean, of course, because I shot a freaking dream bull mm-hmm. bigger than anything I could have ever dreamed of, and yeah. all that stuff. But on the other side of that, for that show, it was me killing my elk and Johnny Morris killing an elk. Mm-hmm. That was that was the show. Mm-hmm. It was my hunt and Johnny Morris's hunt, and for a freaking redneck kid from Georgia to grow up and be standing there with Johnny Morris, the man that's done this much stuff for outdoors mm-hmm. and all this stuff, to share a 30-minute TV show with my elk and his elk, that's... You, you can't know, put a price tag on no, no. That's it. Crap, yeah. no. If Just you have like- told me 100 years, or, you know, a long time ago, hey, one day you're going to film a TV show, you're going to kill a big elk, 
Johnny Morse is going to kill a big elk. Y'all are going to be on the same show. I would have been like, you have lost your freaking mind. Well, like, same, all this is, yeah, I mean, like you, you with Bill, same way. With Bill, Bill Dance, Dance. Yeah. Bill yeah. Dance, Jimmy Houston, Lee and Tiffany. I mean, freaking. All that stuff. I mean, Craig Morgan. I mean, who? Johnny uh, Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks. Kevin Van Dam. I mean, hell, how, how far you want to go? Right. <laughs> Kid Rock. I mean, if you would, if, you know, and it's people that. You Bobby. look up to, right? But and I, I don't want to, you know. I'm, I'm just saying it's a different category when you talk about Johnny Morse and Bill Dance and Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, um, those guys. I mean, for us to go down there and hang out with Roland Martin, yeah, I mean, shoot, yeah, these you know, there was that I watched times, as a kid every right. Saturday, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, John and I didn't pull JP over there and it's like, man, you ain't gonna believe this. This is the most awesome thing in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're down there hanging out with Roland Martin. Cause, no, we have know, to he play grew our, up with him. Right, you know, we have to play our cards right close to the vest because we, we don't want to be like, the fanboy. Well, yeah. well, that's Woo! one of the that's one of the what things. What's your name again, sir? <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. We had to things. give him an ego Are you, shot are you the charity while. child this week? Uh, or? Just every now and then, I heat him up for some gas money. Hey, boss. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Your hair naturally blonde. It always yeah. been like that. This boat don't run on thank yous, player. <laughs> well, that's what you told JP on that. That uh, it was one of the first U.S. Opens y'all did. It was when it was in Memphis because <laughs> you said you were trying to get Bill Dance to give you some dirt on JP. Yeah, and he said, and you told JP he wouldn't come off any, and JP's like, good because I got a bunch on him. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole different genre of you know. I feel like they're the you know I'd like to be in their shoes when we're. That age, you yeah. know, to put where people think us, you think of us like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul. But, I mean, you, you know, you look at those guys, you know, that was the people we grew up watching, you know. What's, yeah, Saturday morning. Who's I the mean, next round of that? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the, the, the old they're schoolers. there now. It's Lee and Tiff and, yeah. and, and T-Bone and, and Nick and Michael. Guys. You know, and, and there'll be a generation of people in 20 years that go do something with those guys, and they're going to be sitting here doing much like we're doing. Do you, you think know? that, though? Because the media is changing so much. Well, I think there's different levels of it. You know, like you tell me about people on YouTube, and I'm yeah. like, who? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, so I'm talking. Well, he's the one that watches YouTube. You know? He don't watch anything but YouTube. Right. Well, and that's the, that's what I'm saying. There's different – but there's still people that watch the Sportsman Channel and Outdoor Channel religiously. Yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. But there's somebody out there because it's still on. Um, and then there's guys that just – live through social media and then there's guys that look at nothing but YouTube, you know, and then you got your carbon TV guys and, and, you know, your MOTV guys. But, but I, but I don't think you can deny some of the the legends and I, I'll call them that. I mean, you know, yeah. the Drury's, yeah. you know, yeah. T-Bone and, and Michael and, yeah, and the Nick and, all those and, guys, and, right. and, you know, Lee and Tiff and, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, hell Ralph and Vicky and, you know, Kiskies yeah. and all those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're all legends in their own mind and in, in that they were in that golden age yeah. of Before TV things. that we got in at the tail end of yeah. that fell off. But they got in there and made their marks and, and left their their imprint on that to where S- sprung they got out a legacy. from the Nashville network and all of that stuff yeah. when outdoor T V really took that big jump. Right. Is that what T N was? The Nashville network? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that's yeah. what T N stood for. Sure yeah. enough. Yeah, Did not sure know that. Enough. Hey brother, there's that was back when it was right quality here. television. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I'll get in the side. I mean, that's yeah. It was it was different stuff. I mean, but, but oh, I remember when they still used to be hunting on Saturday mornings ESPN. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. You know, like Tom like Miranda. Yeah. Well, oh, even yeah. but oh, yeah. before them, you know, it was it was Roland Martin and Jimmy Houston and Bill Dance on and Saturday Orlando mornings. Wilson. Yeah, and Orlando Wilson and those guys and Jimmy Houston. I remember he was one of the first ones that stepped out from the from the fishing model and started doing Jimmy Houston outdoors. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'd see Jimmy Houston doing a, a deer hunt or a turkey hunt. 
and and he just kind of started easing over in there, you know, because this is when they didn't show impact shots on mm-hmm. TV, right? You know, and and now I look at it, and I'm like, my gosh, I can watch the Taliban kill four people, you know, on, on my phone. Yeah. And there used to be a time and day that they wouldn't show a guy shoot a deer on TV with a with a gun. Yeah. You know, so just but being around those guys, it's just it's cool as it can be, and that's something you can't put a dollar amount on. No, you know? shoot, no. I and, mean, you and know, you like, can feel it too, like like we talk about it all the time. Like I said, we can't really discuss it with jp because we don't even think he's we're stupid but but he he <laughs> in a sense he doesn't take it for granted but he does because he's always he's grew up around yeah it. but john and i heck we walking in there og johnny morris and you know some of them old pimps and we're just like shoot what's up fellas <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? when you john, walk in on some just, of those guys i mean it's like yeah. meeting, i mean honestly they're like to us being outdoor people they're like rock stars yeah, yeah. What, honestly what, i mean i've never been more like a like a fangirl, yeah. And like when I meet when I talk to Johnny Morris, because I mean that's just how he is. He's that yeah. genuine and that kind of a yeah. person, yeah. To where he draws you in, but you know you can't help but just. What, what yeah. did you say? Everybody part. asked JP about the redneck cousins or the redneck. They're, friend? Red, they're his redneck friends. The redneck yeah. friends. That's oh yeah, it. we are. For <laughs> but sure. they, but 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 like those guys are just they're a different caliber, man. Oh yeah. Like when you when you talk to them, they're just as humble and cool it's like when we did that show with Roland you know we're down there chilling out and, <laughs> and it, Roland's just a nut man and I'm just like this dude's cool as crap you know and he's 70 years old I'm like man I bet we could ball back <laughs> 30 years ago I bet this <laughs> dude got if wild we start, dude. if we start to turn up this is gonna yeah, get yeah, interesting exactly I'm like I don't know if I can hang with this old player but I'm gonna try <laughs> no, we, <laughs> gonna, gonna try. we gonna try <laughs> yeah we gonna make but it but just cool as grits man and, and the stories that they have you know and, and like I look at you know, I'm 47 now, and we've been doing this for 10 years, 9, 10 years, whatever it's been, just since we've been screwing around. And I think of the stuff I got. Well, then I look at these guys, and I go, this dude's got 40, 50 years' worth of this stuff under their belt. Yep. You know, and and what have they done, and what have they seen, and, yeah. and how's it affected their life, and, and, and you know, and, and the way they look at things now, you know, take all that in and, and, and learn, not from their mistakes, but from their success of what's important. Mm-hmm. And you look at every one of them, you know what's important? Family and friends. Mm-hmm. The money don't mean nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it means something. But but in, in the relative. The money comes and goes. That's right. But in relative to everything else, family and friends. Because every one of them has got a bunch of friends that are close and they got family. Mm-hmm. And that's what I take away from it all. Yeah. Yeah. 8752. Joy <laughs> Venmo. Holla. Send your money. Your tides. Oh. And don't show up unannounced. Oh, you'll that see he's telling the truth, folks. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a tag he's still waiting to punch. Don't be. Don't want to be. Don't be that guy. Somebody All right. Well, let's go eat. I'm hungry. Y'all ready to go eat? Well, I've you had us here forever. I think. <laughs> yeah, an hour, an hour and two minutes. Y'all ain't shut up since. All right. Are there? What, there. are you going to put that on your invoice, hour and two minutes? Nah. I'm going to give you that, too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll give, give you that two minutes. minutes. Thanks, sweating that. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate y'all coming. All right. See you guys. Peace.